Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. I'm excited to have Gina Spong in the studio with us today. Gina, it's good to have you here. Thanks, Pastor Brad. It's good to be here. Gina is a member of Harvest Jacksonville, and she has agreed to come in and share her personal testimony. So uh, what we'd like to do is hear kind of your background prior to coming to Christ and then how you came to know Christ and what a difference he's made in your life. So let's start with the background. Okay. I know you're not a native Floridian. So many of us are not. So before you made your way down here, you were in the Midwest, I understand. So go ahead and share with us a little bit about your background. Absolutely. I was not a native Floridian. Um, born and raised in Ohio, about 45 miles south of Cleveland, snow up to my waist. Um, and I came to Florida kicking and screaming, and now I would leave kicking and screaming because I love it so much. Um, I was not raised in a traditional home with a mother, father, and brother and sister. It was uh, mom, aunt, cousins, brother, grandma, all of us, eight of us in the same home. And um, none of us Christian except for my grandmother. Okay. So what was that like, that many people in one house? Um, it was the only normal I ever knew. And back then, a lot of people had extended families living with them. So it didn't seem too far off. But like I said, it's the only normal I ever knew. Mm-hmm. So. so were you in town? Were you kind of on the suburbs, the edge of town? What was your... Um, I, I suppose we weren't in the inner city, but we weren't way out in the suburbs either. So somewhere in the middle. Okay. Now, where were you age-wise in, in this large number of people? Um, for the children, there was four children, and I was third. Um, but I was the oldest with my brother and I, so I'm going to keep that order. And mm-hmm. uh, just to have my grandmother to grow up with me and be the only Christian in the home, I know what a blessing it is now, but I didn't know then, and um, just cherish those memories. So with, with that upbringing, you had a Christian grandmother, and she's in the home. Yes. What was her influence like in the home? Um, well, I- Grandma's Christian influence only came in the sense of she went to church, and um, we were expected to go with her, all four kids. So back in the day, we went on the church bus with Grandma. All four of us did. I think it just the adults were thrilled because it gave them time away from all four of us running around acting crazy. So. Okay. <laughs> so when you were uh, growing up, her taking you to church, was it, uh, was it clicking with you? Did you understand? And were they, was it teaching, was it a faithful Bible teaching church? It, it was a Bible teaching Baptist church. Um, it was the Akron Baptist temple, which was the largest Sunday school in the United States. Oh, wow. So, um, I went to children's program for a while, but I usually ended up going to big church with grandma. Grandma had candy in her pocket. So uh, ah. I wanted to sit with grandma. The other kids went to children's church. Okay. And do you have any recollection of thinking, I, I want to be a Christian or I am a thinking you were a Christian because you went to church or what, where were you at with your understanding of the gospel through those years? I was scared of the gospel because, um, in that church, it was very fire brimstone. And so every week, um, I thought if I didn't raise my hand to get saved, that I was going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. So they asked. And so every week I still wanted to go to heaven. So that's, was my idea of what it was. So I didn't have a full understanding 
I just knew that people went forward to have some sort of relationship with Christ, but that was about the extent of it. You were, you were brought at such an early age, you, you don't remember not going. No, uh, all four of us went with her, but then slowly they started um, falling off, and I was the last one to continue to go with Grandma. So I probably had more of a firm foundation of listening to enough sermons to understand enough what church was about, but the exact relationship was unclear. The relationship with Christ right. at that yes. point in time was unclear. Yes. Yeah, You say that you were the last one to kind of drop off. So you did drop off at some point. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure how it went. I just know probably high school. Mm-hmm. Probably high school because then I started getting inter- interested in boys and friends and things like that. And so um, it wasn't a top priority. Mm-hmm. But, but somewhere it was still in there. But in high school is when I got saved. So Yeah, so tell us about that. Okay, so um, I, wasn't, I wasn't in a traditional home, and it was a more do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do type of thing. And my father, um, he was a drinker, and he um, could rage and get angry and things like that. But two upperclassmen asked me if I wanted to go to a Christian concert with them. They knew full well what they were doing. They were inviting me to get to know who Jesus was. But you were I didn't in the ninth know. grade about this point in time? Um, I was 15, so probably. Ninth, ninth or 10th grade. Yep, yeah. ninth or 10th grade. And um, so when I asked if I could go, and I wasn't allowed to go anywhere with anybody, especially um, another teenager in a car, um, I was allowed to go because it was a Christian concert, and they figured how much trouble could I get in. Mm-hmm. So they let me go, and it was Servant and Petra ah. that was um, given the concert. And they had long hair. And um, it was very different because this is just the beginnings of rock and roll in the Christian realm. Yeah. So. Did, did one of those, I don't know Servant much. Of course, I do know Petra. I don't yes. remember them quite well in the 80s, late 80s and early 90s. But did either one of those groups really, you'd never heard of them, I assume. Nope. I, did, I, so I didn't even So this was brand know, new to you. Mm-hmm, brand new. And the genre of the music was brand new in Christian realm. I didn't mm. understand that. Never heard anything like that in church before. And based upon what you've told me of your church background just described, I know that's a very fundamentalist type Baptist setting. They probably wouldn't have looked upon this too favorably, I'm assuming. Probably not. A lot yeah. of people didn't. You, you were, you were a, a heretic at best, you know, yeah. if you were doing stuff like that. Yeah. But they really uh, proclaimed Christ through their music and I'm sure in between talking about the songs, right? Yes, and their testimonies. And, and, um, but I do remember just people watching and watching and my heart was racing and I knew enough about church, but I knew something was different and something was happening. And I knew that I was not going down there if they were having an altar call. If they paid me, I would not have gone down there. But when the gospel was clearly presented, mm-hmm. um, it was though I got down front and I don't even know how I got down front. And I was on my knees and, and Jesus became Lord of my life. Mm, so. Praise the Lord for that, that moment in your life. Were you, do you recall heavy conviction of sin or, you know, I'm thinking good church going girl in a independent Baptist church where they preach hard against sin, hellfire and brimstone. You probably told the line pretty straight as a kid. Um, yes and no. We just knew how to get away with things better, yeah. I guess. So um, that was at the church, mind you, but that was the only place that had its place in my life. At home, it was, you were just afraid of getting in trouble. It had nothing to do with Jesus mm. because grandma wasn't the authority. Grandma was the nice grandma. Gotcha. And so that was it. Yeah. But you do recall conviction of sin and needing yes, Jesus. And... Yes, yes. It all clicked. Everything yeah. made sense. And as a matter of fact, 
I was convinced that everybody needs to hear the gospel and everybody needs to be saved. So I was the obnoxious, right out of the gate Christian, have to tell everybody. So you came down to the altar, you gave your life to Jesus Christ, and you returned home. Did you tell your family immediately what had happened? Um, You mentioned the obnoxiousness. Did that come with your family as well or with your colleagues? What happened next? It it did, and um, they all listened and they all heard. And my father, um, he didn't want to hear anything about it. He just wanted me to be quiet and walk away and be done with it. Um, But I just kept telling him more and more and more, and that led to our relationship constantly being um, arguments about religious things. And then it wasn't until way far into adulthood, I figured out that doesn't work. Mm, mm-hmm. so. Did you have friends that were Christians then because they had invited you? That's who you began to hang out with the school or? Well, that I, I wish it were like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the importance of discipleship means a whole bunch mm-hmm. because I knew that I was different, but the enemy knew that I was different too. And it was then that a non-Christian boyfriend came into my life. Mm. And so even though that I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew the Lord, um, the dis- without the discipleship or any discipline whatsoever, um, I wasn't walking the walk. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Yeah. So you found you weren't, you didn't find your way back into a fellowship of believers in, a, in an organized church setting or anything like that. I, I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not. It was hit and miss if I did. Um, but if my non-Christian boyfriend didn't want to do any of that stuff, then I was more tending to go with him. Okay. So fast forward, let's say several years. At what point then in your journey did you get back on track and say, you know what? I've gave my life to Christ as my Savior and as my Lord. Now I need to be yeah. more in line with, with uh, walking with him. Well, that, that's clear as a bell to me. Um, it was after being in a very long relationship with this high school sweetheart that went into adulthood, um, passed my bachelor's degree, and, um, and then he cheated on me, and that ended that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was done. I was done. I wanted something that was real and something that was true and someone that would never leave me. Mm-hmm. And that was Jesus. Amen. Amen. So then you returned to the, to the yes, Lord. And yes, found your completely, way. wholeheartedly. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Gina, thank you Thanks. so much for sharing your testimony and um, seeing, sharing with us the grace of God in your life. And, and we're thankful for your membership here, thankful for your family. Um, also, this, this particular testimony is a kind of serving a dual purpose because these are designed to be showcasing members of our life groups and you're a member of a life group, and you're also a leader of a life group. Yes, that's correct. So yes. we appreciate you being willing to both uh, do both of those. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It's copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.